Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the In This League Fantasy Podcast Network. In This League Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Online at InThisLeague.com. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and SoundCloud today. Now, here's your host, Bogman and the Welsh. Welcome, friendos. It is the In This League Fantasy Basketball Podcast with the illustrious Scott Bogman, the mediocre Chris Welsh. Dan and Jonas aren't here, so here's your opportunity. It is the mid-January edition week ooh, 13 B&TW podcast. Does that sound right? That sounds, that sounds absolutely correct. B and T W. B and T. That sounds like a category on the hub. P and T. <laughs> B and T W's uh, week thirteen edition coming off of the real big three. We got stuff. We had a trade go down in the NBA. <laughs> Breaking news: trade goes down. It's huge. It's stupendous. It's Jeff Teague to Atlanta to be the backup, and Allen. <laughs> oh, you say it. Go, Allen. Is going over to uh, Minnesota. So that was the trade. Big deal. Jeff Teague's value just goes down further. Man, has anybody's well, like trajectory just continued to flow down more than Jeff Teague over the last, I don't know, three years? No, he's like a hard-to-flush turd at this point, <laughs> Jeff Teague. So, I mean, On your you know, third flush, you're like, all right, I get it. Yeah, well. Should have had a courtesy. I, the only reason I'm taking care of this is because I live here. Uh, <laughs> the... Uh, <laughs> I'm really upset to see Alan Crabb get traded because he's wanted in connection to slapping a cop's ass in, uh, oh. in New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> why You don't want to look like Odell, baby. Why you don't want to look Odell, like Odell? Why you slap that cop's ass, man? What, wouldn't that be funny if Crabby got arrested oh, over Odell? That would be, be so best. funny. Yeah, I don't know. I saw that. I was like, ooh, NBA trade. And uh, Jeff, Te- Jeff Teague still elicits a little bit in my brain of like, Ooh, value. You know what I mean? Like, I'm thinking, like, ooh, positive, but it's not, and he hasn't been. I mean, what has he been? I'm going to look at his stats. So, I mean, there, there's theoretical, there, like, theoretically him in Atlanta, especially if uh, if a Trey Young Plus, were to go down, it, it could be something, but. It's a good basketball move for the Hawks. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, you get sure. a veteran leader in, uh, but someone that's clearly on the backside of their career who's going to be. Uh, backing up a, a guy like Trey Young, maybe give him some advice and stuff. But I mean, Jeff Teague is a borderline ownable player at this point. So, and now not ownable, I would say, getting traded to the Hawks. So, not like he's going to get more minutes. But his minutes uh, over the last month have been down to twenty four. Yeah, I was about 25. to say, are you look. You know, my favorite bit on the planet is what I just had to deal with right now is when um, Yahoo. When you're typing in like a Yahoo league and you're just going on your browser and your browser's like, oh, hey, buddy, we uh, we sent a notification to your phone because you don't seem like you. And then you have to do the whole bit. You ever have that? Uh, yeah. I am so sick of that bit. Like, like I get it. Let's protect everything. But like, I don't every time I want to look at something. I've had a couple times where it buzzes and it's like, do you just try to log in? on your uh, Me too. And I was like, no, I did not. And that's what I I'm thankful like for it. And I'm like, nope. But I just had to do all of that. Yeah. Over the last month, 20 or I'm sorry, the last two weeks, he's averaged 22 minutes, 
nine points, five assists, under a steal, bad field goal percentage. What does that compare to the last month? Worst field goal percentage. 41 and a half percent. Yeah. Yeah. 11 points and five boards or five assists. I mean, he's just nothing unless Trey Young goes down. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing there. No. I saw uh, Jeff Teague asunder. His his fantasy career is absolutely over. There's there's two sides of it. Yeah, that's true. There's two sides of it that I thought was interesting because I saw Jonas. This is my first thought. And then I saw Jonas reiterate it was. This seems like a Jared Culver time. Plus, you know, Sebastian Napier has, you know, he's been a dude. But this seems like way more Jared Culver run at point guard. And I believe over the last two weeks, yeah, Culver is like averaging around being 120, 15 points, five rebounds, two assists, great percentages. I mean, he's a three-position category guy on Yahoo. Point guard, shooting guard, and small forward. He's averaged 30 minutes over the last four games. So, I mean, I think he obviously made it made it viable that they could do well, this. Well, it's but. been the, the percentages that he's brought up over, like, the last— I think it's been three weeks ago, Jonas uh, was—it might have been the lost show two weeks ago where Jonas and I were talking about Culver and uh, just his percentages were so god-awful for the year. Like, his, uh, his field goal percentage for the year is still under 40%. And his free throw percentage is under 50% for the year. It's just real bad. But um, over the last month, like you said, his field goal percentage is right around 40% finally. And then his free throw percentage is like at 60%. He he turned the corner for the team to feel comfortable. I mean, also, Minnesota is just like, they're just whacked out right now. You know, with the cat stuff. They're such a whacked out team. It's... um, I mean, it makes sense to get these veterans off, especially if... I mean, you want to talk about something we did prior to the Racing. show. Sorry, what did I just say? Did I say whacked you off? You said it, it's... Yeah, to get, these, <laughs> to get these veterans off is what you said. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, well, God bless your service to the troops. Hey, rookies, got to get these veterans off. <laughs> but, like, before the show, you know, because this trade, like, just went down, like, an hour or so ago, or, or whatever it was, sometime this morning. And I was like, oh, you know, I got to open up talking trades. I'm like, what are the trades are out there? And we're kind of looking, and there's nothing there's nothing brewing. You know, we're mid-January no, I mean, right I now. I heard, you know, I actually saw someone uh, post an article, I think it was on The Athletic, about should the Rockets trade for Robert Covington? And I was like, ah, look at that. And then, you know, it, just nothing happened. Did, well, like, did, did the article just, then show how there's no assets whatsoever that the it's, it's just trade? no, it's just a get clicks article. It's there's n- literally nothing to it. It oh. was it was a rumor. Just in some the guys like yeah, they should. It's like Bogman. <laughs> they they say yeah, Bogman yeah, in a podcast. Like, yeah, yeah they should. Actually, me uh, and uh, the entire uh, the entire thing was sure they'll make it work. That was the article. So <laughs> okay, uh, right there. But my point was like. <laughs> We're going through, and you know, there's just there's not there's no smoke right now. There's nothing really brewing, but one that had been floating around for the last couple of weeks, which things could pick up, is still this cat thing. You know, we talked about it like a show or two, maybe it was last show. The whole you know Phoenix Suns interested. Uh, you know, teams might be poking around. Carl Anthony Towns might even possibly want out of Minnesota. You know, that's some. This could be the not that you know Jeff Teague needs to be the front of it, but this could be the point where Minnesota they are looking and they're 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 viewing the rebuild. I mean, I don't know what you know. You don't bring in Alan Crabb to you know to be part of your rebuild, but you get off the money of Jeff Teague and you just get him out of there. That you know maybe maybe this could in in hindsight is going to be the first of the moves that Minnesota makes, and maybe a Carl Anthony Towns could be that one. But you know, you were saying before the show to me, Boggs. 
you know, with how free agency went and has gone, it just seems quieter than usual that, you know, maybe maybe there's so many teams that are still in it, so many teams that are holding back to see where they fit. And instead of having like a month to three week lead up of trades, you know, slow little trades here and there, it could be something more along the lines where it's like final three days, teams just go balls out and because, you know, this is it type of thing. So we might not have much of a lead up for trades over the next month. Yeah, I mean, you know, you look at the Eastern Conference and it's Milwaukee and everybody else, right? They're seven games up on the Heat. Uh, they're on pace to win 70 games. So uh, it, it's it's tough for, I, I would say it's tough for a team to look and say, oh, I got to be buying because I, I'm definitely in the mix here. Because, I mean, you get down to it, uh, I mean, the Sixers, uh, Sixers, Pacers, Raptors, Celtics, Heat. Uh, I, I think that, maybe the Heat have a chance against them in the playoffs, right? Um, the Sixers could have a chance. I don't know if anybody else does. I, I don't know if the Celtics are uh, gelling well enough. I don't know if the Raptors have enough. I don't know if Oladipo is going to be good enough when he finally comes back for the Pacers. Uh, I don't know who's going to do it there. And then on uh, in the Western Conference... I, I just want to point out, I think the East is more competitive than you're making it sound. Like Milwaukee is the clear cut, but right. from I think Miami, Indiana, Philly, Toronto, Boston—that's five teams under Milwaukee that I think are all on par with each other and are all competitive enough to competitive enough to beat Boston. So I would say all of those are in the right spot. But every other team in the East is kind of a trash dump right now, and that might be why those East trash dump teams They're are holding off. Out. You Cleveland know, might I mean, be holding on to Kevin Love and and Drummond waiting for the price to go up, you know, waiting for the teams to overpay. And the question, like you were saying before the uh, before the show, was teams might not care to pay anymore because right. of how free agency went. So what were you saying about the West, though? Well, the West is, is just, you know, you're fighting for one playoff spot between Memphis, San Antonio, Portland, Phoenix, M- Minnesota, and New Orleans. Uh, they're all between Memphis uh, at eight and all the way down to Sacramento – at 14, they're within four games of each other. Yeah. So, but I, I don't know who has a realistic chance there either. I feel like the Grizzlies on this win streak that they're on are, uh, you know, they're kind of the, the forefront and, and the lead dog here. I, I feel like they're going to hold down that spot until someone uh, really comes and rips it away from them. And I don't, I don't know who's going to do that. Second West, longest winning so. streak in the NBA right now. Six wins where uh, you know Utah is on a 10-game yeah. win streak. Yep, yep. I talked about it on Hardwood Takeaways the other day. It's in they the, were eighteen to, and twelve ten games ago. They are now twenty eight <laughs> and twelve. Right, and they jumped from like I think it was six or seven all the way up to third in the West. They're they have the same record games. as the Miami Heat. Yeah, and the Nuggets. They're four and a half games behind the Lakers. So, uh, but I mean, everything this year, you know, it's funny because it's kind of like oh. Finally, we're not going to see the Warriors in the finals this year, right? Well, that's a, uh, but that's it sure. almost seems predetermined that the Lakers are going to be playing the Bucks. So it feels you know. like that. I'll tell you one thing: this trade conversation works one of two good ways. Uh, one, we'll be right, and the trade market will be quiet, and it will be low, and maybe the final day it pops up, but it feels like we're heading to quietness. Though you know, love seems likely to be traded, or 
we will have we'll use a reverse jinx type of thing and then all of a sudden all these moves are going to happen <laughs> we'll look dumb for saying this but then inversely we can be like well we supercharge the trade deadline by even talking about it and bringing <laughs> bringing it out into the universe so that's right either way it's our doing it is our day yeah we get to take credit for it and that's all that we're really looking for uh we got some stuff we're going to talk about answer some questions we're actually going to hit some dynasty stuff talking about the stock value of some dynasty players. So anybody that's in for that, get ready. But we got some returns. And let me ask you, Boggs, am I sheepish? Do I have egg on my face for my hatred for Kyrie Irving? Because he returned. He's back. He's Didn't you say like since he's been back, he's number one? Uh, yeah, I think over the last week he ranks one. Uh, I didn't see the averages this morning. Um, I mean, on Yahoo, I'm looking seven days, he's 15 overall. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Last night, he was one um, when I was doing the research, but after 1 o'clock, the stats changed. First game back, played 20 minutes, 21 points, four rebounds, three assists. Then he got kind of, you know, full go. He went 32, 5, and 11 with two steals and a block, and then 14, 6, and 4 in 37 minutes. So his minutes are already back up to where they need to be. Uh, Percentages look good. Play looks good. I'm so adamantly out. You were pretty adamantly out as well. He's come back, absolute, you know, guns a blazing. And there's something to be said about, you know, a sell low at this at right now looks horrific. A sell low if you did the sell low. This is why I'm always, you know, I want to stick to my guns about values. Even if my value's down, you should always consider market value. Right. And hopefully you take advantage of it. I still stand firm to this one thing. If let's say nobody sent a good offer in and I was a pain in the ass to, you know, people are like, oh, would you take this? And I'm like, no. And then I come back now. This is still, this is a prime time to trade. Like I still right. want off, but do you want off? Because the minutes oh, are good. Yeah. Okay. You still want to get out from under this. Immediately. We, we talked about this on the big three that they, and they said, yeah, give it about a week. I don't know, man. I think it's been three games. He's back. Let's go. Are Jonas and you Dan, know. are they with us? Like, are we all uni- unanimously want off the Kyrie train if we can? Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, I think Jonas, Jonas's words were the basketball gods have given us a week to get rid of Kyrie. Now. <laughs> I like that. So, uh, and, and it's absolutely true. Like, I can't imagine, I think the first, the first sign of the shoulder soreness coming back because he's going to have to have surgery. Uh, he's going to miss uh, the year. So. Uh, you know, l- watch him come back for a week here. He's still going to be a top 20 player while he plays, but I just find it highly doubtful that now, he would play for the rest of the season. The problem that people run into is like, there's just not tons of basketball content out there. So it's likely that, you know, especially if you play in a competitive league, people might be listening to what we say or what Jonas says or what Dan says. And if we're all saying the same thing, it creates a stall in the market where, the people that might be interested in buying will not pay top price, and the people that are selling want to make sure they maximize the value. So you're just going to have to navigate that. I do. I love the sentiment that like the basketball gods are giving us this time to move <laughs> off because his production has been pretty high. So you know how do we it's have still to coax Kyrie it up? when he's playing, right? But yeah, sure. Uh, it's just how long is is this going to last with his track record of. You know, saying that he doesn't care about basketball, knowing the Nets are not going to win a championship without Kevin Durant. Uh, you know, uh, how long is this possibly going to last? So I, I just, you know, it could go a little bit longer, but the first, I think 
I think you've got another week or two to kind of sit in it. And, you know, the more games go by, the more constant people can feel. But um, just make sure everyone's maximizing. You can send us in what trade. I would love to know what trade offers yes. or what moves happened. ITLballback at gmail.com. Did you see low ass trades? Did you see high ass trades? Are you, what are the trades right now comparative to when He's he came dropped back? last week? Uh, I mean, he was. He so what? he was getting dropped. We had uh, it might be in this ball bag that we're about to answer, but uh, I know someone in the league dumped him because they just assumed that the surgery was coming because it's Kyrie. Well, and, that's uh, why you should just never assume. Like making yeah, all your know, of decisions course. off the assumptions is just so dangerous. It's so right. ridiculously I mean, I'm, dangerous. I didn't say it was a smart move. No, I know, I know you didn't. That, like know. that stuff was happening with him. So yeah, no, you know. I know you didn't. It's just when people do that type of stuff, you know, people they right. they start to make the assumptions and they freak out. The same thing happened with um, with well, no, it didn't happen with Jonathan Isaac. That one came true. But like Pascal Siakam, Pascal Siakam, yeah. people not saying that they were, you know dumping him or anything like that, but people are freaking out and just getting anything they could. And then he just returned 30 minutes in both games. He went 15, five and four, 21, four and four with two steals. And the interesting thing, like, I don't think there's like these crazy discounts that sit out there, but what is intriguing about Pascal Siakam, if you can get a trade involved right now is the initial kind of, you know, that like long buzz that Pascal can have where he can be consistent, be consistent, and then he has his blow-up game, and we're like, Jesus Christ, Pascal Siakam. That, like, we're far enough removed right there where people might be willing to think about Pascal Siakam. Like, think about, I mean, dude, if you could move Kyrie Irving in some form of a trade with Pascal Siakam involved, I'm not saying a one-for-one, because I think, but I think you should get a little bit more value off of Irving than Pascal Siakam. You might think one for one. I'm thinking you get a little bit more, but maybe a twofer where the headliners are Pascal and Kyrie. So maybe you're giving up a, I don't know what the smaller piece is, and then you're getting another medium-sized piece to go with uh, Siakam. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I would, if, if that was available, I would definitely do it. I mean, and I think, you know, obviously with Kyrie, it's going to be the longer he plays, the more you should expect back in a deal, right? So, but he's already put uh, three know. games in front of him. Like, how much longer does this need to go? If you're talking with the other person, that person's like, you know, I don't know, you know, I'm worried about the like. When does that stop? When are they allowed to stop doing that? Like, if you are inquiring about Kyrie Irving, you're allowed to say, "Listen, I'm buying on him, but I am worried about this." But you can't have that be the crux, as he can, you know, he's already putting games under his belt like this. I think after three weeks, you can be like, "Well, look, man, it's been three weeks, and he hasn't gone anywhere." It, it, especially if he doesn't uh, miss many games, maybe one or two, you know. Uh, uh, I think you could say, look, they're making a concerted effort to make sure that he plays, and uh, I'm not going to trade him for cheap at that point. And at that point, it might be worth holding him if you're in a roto. You know, head to head, I'm still want to dump him because I don't think he's going to be there at the end of the year. But uh, you know, he's still one of the best players in the NBA. Would you move Kyrie, so. Irving for Pascal straight up? Uh, yeah, I, I feel would. like you would. Yeah. I mean, look, the, the Raptors still got a chance, you know, like uh, I don't think that they're in the same ballpark as Milwaukee is right now. But, you know, an injury happens or something uh, and they're going to need to get some home court advantage. So they're they're going to play Pascal all the way down to the end. So uh, I, unless he gets hurt again and they start really falling out, I can't imagine that they don't play him. So, yeah, I mean, I think that he's just flat out going to last longer than Kyrie, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I that's what I think. I th but I, I still would, you know, be pressing. Uh, Thomas Bryant also returned, by the way. Uh, teens minutes. Did they say? Did they say that Bryant was going to be? 
he's not going to be capped at 20. I just like, is that what they're reaching for for a little while? Because he hasn't gone over 15 minutes in his first two starts. I think it's just easing him back in because if you're the Wizards, you have no incentive to rush these guys back at all. Yeah. Bertans and Mo Wagner has been out. Mo Wagner has been out for a while. And uh, Bertans just came back and Bryant just came back. So I just think it's one of those things where it's like, uh, we don't need him to play much more than this, especially right now. So why even push it? So, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Now, the big lie we got was how much does this information just change on a day to day basis of the Zion stuff? Technically, the first report we had got that Zion was going to be returning today as we're recording this podcast. He was going to be back. Now we are told it is going to be next Wednesday. The 22nd is when Zion is going to return with this team. And I guess you can expect it. I don't know what it really truly means because no one that's held on to Zion is interested in moving for really anything. I just can't imagine unless you blow someone away, which isn't worth it. It wouldn't be worth overpaying for Zion. And that's the only way anybody would part with it. So everyone's just got to kind of hold tight till he gets out there. And then you can determine... Is this someone you want to buy on? Is this someone you want to sell? That type of stuff. How excited are you to see him in an NBA uniform? Because all all of his warm-ups and stuff, he's wearing this gigantic hoodie, I'm assuming, to cover up his huge gut that he's accrued uh, here. Because he definitely definitely looks like Dikembe Mogumbo <laughs> right now out there uh, taking warm-ups and stuff. So I'm just, and did you see him falling asleep? <laughs> on the uh, on the sideline, you know, on the bench the Not other good. night, like he looks like an old grandpa already. Like, why are like, you so tired? Like, you yeah. partying? You out eating? Yeah, <laughs> you out eating sausage bread? What are you doing? <laughs> what did did, did just, he spend? Did he spend uh, birthday time with you? Because yeah. the way he was falling asleep and how his eyes look, he might have no, been uh, hanging with you. Server, that was it. So. Yeah. Oh God, wait that till was it for my just birthday. just wait until the secret show where we get to go uh, through stories. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah, but I just wanted to. I want it to end. But he's kind of the story, like. Like, what else do you, you you battle here? Because, like I said, he's not a tradable away asset or – I mean, there there could be a sect of people that are like, you know, it's because he's about to come back, this might be one of the best trade spots for him. But I just don't think that's the case. And I yeah, mean, unless I he mean, truly is an empty – you know, unless he's trying to conditions and the minutes are capped and, you know, like we don't know what that comes to. If he, you know, if he's only an inside guy and he's, you know, not getting any other counting stats, he could be kind of a, it's like a false flag fantasy option. So in theory, this could be, this could be the time where his value is at the top in theory. Let, Let me ask you this with, you know, Mitchell Robinson has not been fantastic. Um, and he's dealing with a toe injury as well right now, but he's still putting up almost two blocks a game, uh, you know, seven boards ish, you know, somewhere around there. And he ranks a nice 69 ah. uh, over the last uh, or over the, the entire season. If someone if offered you Mitchell Robinson for your Zion, you pull the trigger on that immediately, right? Wait, wait, I'm sorry. So I trade my Zion for Mitchell Robinson? Yes. Uh, no. No. Okay. Explain not easy. Why not? Well, why would I want Mitchell Robinson right now? Uh, because after he just got 18 minutes and 15 minutes, he's going to play to the end of the season. And Zion is not. Why is Zion not going to play? Zion's going to miss back to backs. He's going to be limited to start and they're going to shut him down at the end of the season. Like I, I I feel like those aren't really arguable points, right? I I think some of them are arguable. Like, could he back to back? Sure. But he already missed more than half of a season. So why wouldn't you want him to get the rigors of the NBA under his belt? Like, 
The inverse of young players is they would start the year, go through 50 or 60 games, wear out, and then teams, when they're out of it, wouldn't really care and they would bring him down. On the opposite end of this, this guy is not going to play until almost February. How many games is he truly going to have? Is he going to get 35, 30 games to play on an entire season of prep for next year? Is I believe you more that maybe like the last couple games they could send him out, but in my eyes... This guy, this guy needs this. He needs the conditioning. He needs the wares to be prepared for be prepared for next year. The, the only, the only reason is if you are terrified that he's going to get his ass hurt again and it's going to ruin your next year. Other than that, though, I don't see why you wouldn't play this guy who's missed all of this season. He's not Kawhi Leonard. He's not a twenty-nine year old veteran where you're going to be playing for next year. This is a guy who hasn't stepped a a minute on the court in the NBA. They got to get people pumped for next year and they got to get this guy right. So I actually, I, I know your logic makes complete sense, but I completely disagree. If that's everyone's right. take that he's, he's a hundred percent getting shut down for all the games for a whole month or, you know, whatever. No, I think it's the last two weeks. I, I think it's probably that or, or any other hint of another injury. I, I think. Well, sure. I mean, I, too. I don't disagree with that, but, and, and I mean, he's, clearly out of shape and, and I don't like to you know <laughs> I don't like to bag on people about not being in shape obviously uh but the dude is not in NBA shape he's just clearly not he wouldn't be going out there wearing that heavy ass uh hoodie every single night during warm-ups <laughs> if he was I really think he's trying to hold that that gut in uh until he has to go out there so uh I, I just I don't I don't want to hold on to him. I think uh, trading him now or after a couple nice performances is going to be uh, quickly too within his first two or three games because he's going to be a highlight machine. I mean, that there's no doubt of that. You know, uh, e- even if he's a big fat mess underneath that hoodie, he's going to be a highlight. But that's machine. why I would, I would instantly reject. I would instantly reject your Mitchell Robinson for Zion because if you feel this way. Let him just like we talked about with Kyrie. Okay, what if get I made an Eric Bledsoe? I don't know. I probably right now. I'd still. I, I just. I. I don't. Don't offer me stuff. You're pot for committed. Him right now. I'm. Well, but I, it's committed. not even that I'm pot committed. But what I was just about to say is that, just let me get him in games. Like, sure, there's a worry he comes out and he looks overmatched, and but I, I just I don't see it. Let me get him out there. Let him get a couple games under his belt, then let him start, you know, pick and roll for 24 points and 12 rebounds, get a couple of those games in, and then you could trade him off if you think he's going to get shut down. This is a horrible time because those are the offers you're getting on Zion right now. You're getting, you're getting, so, someone thinks they can get, they can give you Mitchell Robinson for him right now? Hell no. Oh, I, I would I would pull the trigger on it in a heartbeat if I had Zion. Not in a keeper league, obviously, but in a redraft, I would do that in a heartbeat. No. Um, what about... Um, like Rashawn Holmes is out for the next two to two to three weeks. He's going to be reevaluated in two weeks with his injury. Uh, but he's been, you know, o- over the course of the season, you know, a top. Oh, what is he here? Is it 22? Uh, he's on 19 Yahoo? or yeah. Okay. 22 after uh, the stats came in last night. So 22 overall for the season. No, uh, you wouldn't flip Zion for Rashawn Holmes either. No, because Holmes is currently hurt. Okay. I mean, I would probably do that too. So yeah. we're just we're just off board here. I just on, don't see the need to do that. Here. I don't see the need to do that. Let, I, at this point, I'm uh, and I was playing a devil's advocate where if you like, you seem to be the person where you would almost rather take before Zion hits the court because you think he's a big fat sloppy mess. Trade him for <laughs> a, de- a half decent player right now, or a good. I mean, Holmes has been phenomenal this year, 
but he's also injured at this point. You would rather trade this flappy flop mess right now before he hits the court. Well, well I would know, rather they say it takes one to know one, and I <laughs> I know that I would rather him on the mess. court and do some stuff and then trade and then I just get think him off that of you're gonna get first game and he's gonna play like 15 to 20 minutes somewhere in that neighborhood. I agree. That's probably he's gonna right. have some great highlights and then he's not gonna play the next game because they're gonna be like, oh well, they're managing him. It's load management because. Blah, 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 blah. And then he'll play the next game. Maybe it's 19 minutes, a couple more highlights. It's nice. Uh, and then he misses the next game. I think it's going to be every other game I for like a little your, bit. I don't, and, I don't. And, and then I think it's going to be potential shutdown. And if anything else happens, uh, you're smoked. So I, I would kind of take what I can get right now for him within reason. I just couldn't disagree more. Him. Like if that is how it's if you feel if that is how the team thought about him. Why even play him this year? What's the For point of seven, seven games to play ticket 19 sales. minutes and then shut him down? Yeah, yeah, ticket sales. Yeah. And, and not only are you going to sell tickets um, you know, to the games that he plays, people are going to look at the schedule down the line and say, oh, well, look, Zion's playing, and they're coming in town on what February, whatever, and they're going to buy tickets to that game, and then he's not going to wind but he's up not playing. Pl- but, yeah, so. he's not playing. I just, I mean, I, I get your, your it's a very conservative approach, and, and I think, there's a lot of good stuff to that, but I just I couldn't disagree more. And here's the, here's the positive: we're gonna know what happens next week. We're gonna start to see it. I I bet game one probably dead on. Probably plays, you know, maximum twenty to twenty two minutes would be the absolute max. It could be a little bit less, and he probably maybe doesn't start. Comes off the bench, and then he's eased in. But I think the eased in works its way to some actual minutes. And some actual learning time because this what's the over under on games he falls asleep during that he actually plays? <laughs> I mean, maybe one a week, <laughs> maybe one a week. I mean, you know they do say that uh, heavy carbs make you tired, so that might be might need to be working is on that. that. Why I'm tired all the time. It it's is. starting to make sense now. Well, what else news wise? And then let's talk about uh, some pickups over the last couple of weeks. What else? I mean, you got? Daniel Gafford got hurt with another thumb injury. It's funny because Dan and I made this bet about. Uh, hand injuries on the big three where uh, I was like, well, what would you put the line at? And, and uh, he said, I don't know, 17. And I'm like, I put it at like 30 for the rest of the year. And it's at 31 already uh, from when, uh, God, I can't even remember who had that, uh, who had the thumb injury the, the first time. But, uh, but anyway, uh, you know, uh, Daniel Gafford, who was backing up Wendell Carter Jr., who went out with a thumb injury, also went out with a thumb injury. And then Jamal Murray was helped off the court on Wednesday night. So hopefully we're, we're going to get a report here soon to see just how injured he is. But it uh, doesn't look didn't look great. So Embiid is setting up for um, has been cleared for non-contact uh, contact stuff. Thumb stuff, How did you handle stuff? that, by the way? Did you see the picture of his finger going the other way? Because I know no, you really don't like no, that don't stuff. Don't look at that stuff. I don't look at that stuff. You know, it was funny. The minute he got hurt, I got, because I own Embiid in multiple spots, everybody trying to trade for him. Everybody trying to take <laughs> advantage. Everybody trying to take advantage. Um, but, yeah, no, I don't like any of that stuff. I'm, I don't want to look at that. I have I a like total look at I like the meme that was like, it said, uh, Joel Embiid suspended for throwing gang signs, and it was just his finger pointing <laughs> the other direction. Oh. <laughs> but he's going to be reevaluated in a week. So for, you know, people hoping to get Embiid back or to see hear positive signs, that's a good sign. And then uh, Mike Conley, uh, he went through what they quoted as a physical workout with the Jazz training staff. Physical workout. Yeah. Wow. 
on unlike the non-physical workout which is it's just all a mental workout i like to break yeah. a mental sweat too you caught me <laughs> he's <laughs> just was, sitting what in was a... he reading he was reading the dictionary and had it upside down or whatever i don't know he he's just me. sitting over there doing like a rubik's cube he's like i'm doing mental gymnastics right now i'm <laughs> working through oh uh, god that is so funny yeah um uh i just mike conley come on it's you can't donate your hamstring if you could, maybe he would have some appeal for the rest of the season. I was excited about him going to Utah too, but that dude, that dude might as well be Mr. Glass at this point. Wow. So, well, looks like he might. Pass. We might be uh, closing back in on him coming back. So it's just something to monitor. That's about it. All right. Uh, as far as pickups go, and then we're going to talk a little bit of dynasty over the last two weeks. Top one hundred who are under fifty percent own Bogman. Who are we looking at? Well, there's some good options here. I mean, uh, Jay Crowder has been playing well specifically. Uh, he's also missed a game here or there, but uh, he's really been putting up some triples and some steals, 1.8 steals. He's uh, the highest on this list uh, on steals per game outside of Markel Fultz, who is 45% owned uh, in getting 2.3. But Jay Crowder over the last two weeks ranked 31, uh, you know, Dan's guy, Omari Spellman. He's excited yeah, man. about him. I picked up Spellman in a couple spots in, in some leagues about, or like, I think mid last week. That dude has double digit points in all of 2020. He has not had a game in 2020 where he hasn't scored double digit points or had at least four rebounds. Jonas Maybe. said he lost 60 pounds. Omari Spellman did. Wow, really? Like that, I, I didn't realize that. Like, I didn't realize Gave he it got to that big. <laughs> yeah, he lost it. Zion found it. So uh, it didn't go very far. I, uh, I read this article where Amari was talking about just how convoluted his, you know, his time in Atlanta was and just how off kilter he was. And it just sounded like there was a lot of there was, a, the, you know, joking about the mental stuff. It sounded like mentally there was a lot of stuff going on with this kid in Atlanta. And then the change of scenery and the move and getting into like understanding the game more in the second year just re unlocked all the talents because, you know, there was some. There's some positive thoughts on him as a rookie, you know, and how he was going to be as like a fantasy option. And it looks like the game got in his head and he was able to readjust. I mean, and, you know, look at him now, man. He's top 60 over the last two weeks. In only 23 minutes, he's scoring just under 14 points, five rebounds, over a steal, just around two assists, two threes, great percentages. He is a solid fantasy option, someone I've been picking up. So, I mean, I'm definitely into this one. I wish uh, I wish I could disagree with what you're saying because I despise Steve Kerr, but um, yeah, I can't. Like he's gotten better, much better, uh, you know, since going to the Warriors. I think I'll just choose to to give it to the weight, <laughs> to, to give it to losing the weight to actually uh, make the team and continue his NBA career instead of giving Steve Kerr credit. Although he probably does deserve credit for this, so and also whining and crying uh, in the media all the time about James Harden. Uh, Dylan Brooks is still on this list of forty three percent. I kind of like Dante Divincenzo. I mean, you know, he's shooting close to fifty percent. He's got a one and a half threes per game over the last two weeks with 1.7 steals. I know he missed a game. I think it was last week, uh, but he's been a nice role player for the Bucks uh, this season. You know, and uh, speaking of just like another like like him, like a Bruce Brown. I'm actually still yeah. surprised Bruce Brown, like 18 percent owned, 12 points, four rebounds, five assists, and almost two steals over the last two weeks. He's had field goal percentage is still. Relatively atrocious, but um, and he doesn't make a lot of threes. But you know, I mean, big chip and stuff and things. Twelve, four, and and almost six with almost two steals. He on this list, he's number two 
in steals as far as pickups go behind just Markel Fultz, uh, who is, you know, 45 percent owned. Although, well, she got to give us those DeAnthony Melton per 36 because we definitely haven't heard him. OK, Jonas yeah. Did, did he time, do it so. last episode? Oh, yeah. Well, oh, I, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, let's get an update. I think it was DeAnthony Melton because I get confused because it's either he has a uh, JJJ stat or DeAnthony. I got to be honest with you. Every single Let's be show. honest for a minute. I am concerned with Jonas. I am <laughs> like, I wake up every morning and, you know, because like Twitter gives algorithms of like people you talk to and stuff kind of go to the front line and stuff. Every single day, there is a tweet about DeAnthony Melton. And like, I get the, Jer- I mean, there's also a Jaron Jackson one. The Jaron Jackson one is his brand. The DeAnthony so, Melton uh, one. Are you concerned for DeAnthony Melton? Is that what you're saying? Both. Like, okay. <laughs> like I appreciate the 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 grab. Like Jaron Jackson makes a lot of sense on here, but like he the wagon that's hitched to DeAnthony Melton and what he has decided to do, I am concerned for what is happening to Jonas as a person. That, that like <laughs> he has decided all other players in the NBA are null and void. It is only DeAnthony Melton that will get my focus, and that is concerning. Now, his per-36s are sexy. Let's review every single episode. It's the per-36 cast. <laughs> 16 points, 6 rebounds, and no, I'm sorry, 8 rebounds, 6 assists, over 2.5 two steals, almost a block, and um, very good percentages. Very, very good percentages. 3 points also, only making 1 a game. So, I mean, that is awesome if DeAnthony Melton played... 36 minutes a game. Of course. I don't know why they don't lower it. Uh, like I've told you that uh, we one, should do the two, per 30s. Three, four, five, six. Yeah, six guys average 36 minutes still. So uh, it's just it ain't going to happen. Uh, Daniel Thies uh, has been nice for the Celtics recently. He ranks in the top 100. He's only 10% owned, uh, 10.8 points, uh, half a triple, 6.7 boards, 1.2 steals, 1.2 blocks as well. He's been pretty good. Darius Garland has been playing a lot better. Guy. Yeah, yeah. He he's highly owned, forty six percent. Right after I traded for him. But yeah, I mean, it was. Yeah, thank you, Welsh, for trading. for I him. I did. I traded for him in our three sport, I'm, and he's been I'm, good. I know. I'm not kidding. Uh, I've I've been waiting for him. I keep in our uh, in our home league. I keep refusing to dump him because I feel like I'm gonna want to keep him next year because I got him at a very very cheap price in in our draft. So uh, I, I've been, but it's been hard to play him. Because his percentages have been so bad, but he's uh, up to forty-three and a half percent, which isn't good, but it's much better, and he's getting much better with the assists, and he's over a steal a game too, so he's been good. And then you know, Javale McGee for blocks, uh, Markel Fultz for steals are down here. As yeah, well. I mean, there's some so. high percentage ones like like Gorgie Jang is someone we didn't talk about because you know he's been he is under fifty percent, but fourteen points, eight rebounds, three assists, two threes a game over the last two weeks. He's sixty-five, but. You know, once we do get into these 40 markers, like I look at these guys and I'm like, if anyone listens to anything we do or Dan does or whatever, they're just not available. Like right. Garland's not going to be available. Jang's not going to be available. Dylan Brooks probably, frankly, Amari Spellman is probably not. But it's interesting when you bring up, you know, the how is DeAnthony Melton 9% owned? He's not available in one goddamn league that I do. We just have deep leagues. We have... Uh, plenty of 16-man leagues or deep benches. So, yeah, uh, yeah I mean, 9% owned. There, there's a lot of 10-man leagues out there. So, I like, I'm telling That's you, true. man. That's true. Uh, there were leagues where Kyrie and Zion were getting dropped last week. So, 
uh, it's not surprising when you can pick up guys like that to see DeAnthony Melton 9% own. You know what I mean? Yeah, so That's true. All right. Let's go talk about some Dynasty. Boggan put together some stuff that could uh, be a good little conversation piece. So a little Dynasty talk right here on ITL. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What is this? It's in this league. What? How can we be expected to teach Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh to learn how to read? If they can't even fit inside the building. In this league. Has to be at least three times bigger than this. We're kind of in a, we're in like a stock up and stock down week. We're doing this in baseball with Dynasty Talk. And did that get your juices flowing, Bogman, for Dynasty Talk because of our baseball stuff? It really did. It really did. Because I I just wanted to look at guys that uh, are in the top 100 that, you know, either their position. Top 100 doesn't seem like they belong there or, um, you know, uh, like, like, like for instance, if we're talking about in the top 25 here, okay. uh, we've got Whiteside, Ingram, Capella, Rashawn Holmes, and Fred Van Vliet. So are you and saying they don't belong there or their fantasy value stock should be pre-season. up because they are there? Preseason, it looked like there was no way any of these guys were going to be here. Maybe Capella was already in the top 50, so seeing him at 15 overall for the year, and like I said, these numbers are from last night because I was not going to do this after 1 a.m., but uh, so he may be a little bit lower on this list, but are we basically, we've talked about Ingram, and you and I are buying on Ingram, right? We're kind of believing this. When have I I not? uh, I, I, I don't know 13, right? No, I mean, no, especially like in trade talk, like, okay, so 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's, here's how I would uh, break it up. Like he was, he was post 100 in redraft value because we got to remember you're also, you're talking preseason. I'm guessing unless you went and looked at like a basketball monster or something like that. Yeah. So you're looking at Yahoo preseason redraft value that doesn't quite necessarily equate to dynasty value. So let's say Brandon Ingram was a little bit higher in dynasty. If he was 120 in Yahoo for redraft. Let's call him let's call him 90, okay? So right. now is he a top 15 dynasty guy? No, I don't think so. Is he top 30? I think so. I'm also going to do this cuz I think um let's see. I'm going to give a shout out to Basketball Monster cuz I think they do a really good job on their dynasty ranks. And that's a place that you know, you want to peep some stuff, you can do that and they've got an overall a contending and a rebuilding kind of space where you can look at yeah where you can look at their values so let me pull up here and we will i'm gonna see okay this is perfect i've got what do you want to focus on just their overall dynasty ranks or the others i would i would say overall first where do you okay because i think you just said top 30 value for brandon ingram which i agree maybe even a, a, a notch higher like between you know you know, 24 and 28, somewhere in there, like right on like a, a wheel to a third round pick. I wouldn't put him in the top two rounds yet until we see him with Zion. We'll check Zion's this out. going to be such a big part. He's so. 25. They have him at 25. 25. So it's okay. the first pick out of a 12-man 
So that's where their value is on him. And I think that's they're on the right range. That's an appropriateness. Now, some of the names they're ahead of, look at Clint Capella Boggs. He's at 28 on their list. 28. All right. Yeah, so Ingram is above him. He still can't shoot free throws, but he's taken fewer. So So those are two guys whose value have rocketed in Dynasty that I think are obvious. Ingram's to me specifically is is obvious. Where is Whiteside on that list? He's less uh, obvious. Yeah, he ranks seven. Uh, It's really been the unbelievable amount of blocks that he's been getting. And his free throw shooting has been incredible. 75% this year, uh, much better than his career average. And uh, almost three blocks a game with that huge double-double, 15.6 points and 14 boards. Let's debate this one because this one will not make you happy. They've got him at 96. 96. 22 spots. Now, this is where... That you, 96 I, in Dynasty? You just can't. Like, listen, I get some of the less excitement that goes along with him, but you know his preseason redraft value is higher, and he is otherworldly right now. In a Dynasty, that might be the overall value. So, Okay, but now let me look. I'm going to look at one thing, and again, I want to give credit. This is not ours, so if you want to go look at it, how much difference do you think his contending value is? Oh, it's got to be up. I would say if he's in the 90s in... Overall, he's got to be in the 50s in contending. Still not 72 if you're a contender is with the dynasty Elite value they put on. Him. blocks. Yeah, he's see, got I don't, 109 blocks. Here's some guys they have ahead of him. And you tell me, if you're in dynasty and you're contending, would you trade these guys to get Whiteside? Marvin Bagley. Uh, No. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would, oh, that's I would a trade tougher Bagley one. to get Whiteside. I'm okay. sorry, yes. Okay, so here, here's maybe a couple of tougher ones. Terry Rozier is above him. I would take Whiteside. I would also take Whiteside. Um, oh, how about Chris Middleton? He's up at sixty-one. Um, that's a good one. I think I still want the blocks. Like I know that I feel like this has got to be because uh, you know Nurk is going to come back for Portland at some point, and so is Zach Collins. And uh, you know they they've been playing Carmelo power forward because they've been so thin up there. So maybe the minutes come down for Whiteside, but he has. He is laser focused. It's because he's thirty leading dude. the league in blocks this year. It's because he's, he's thirty. Doing it. Big big men over thirty, people dump yeah. out on it, that. It's the old true. adage: you hit thirty and you're big man, people are out. But like Spencer Dinwiddie's above him in dynasty. It's hard to believe that he's thirty because he acts like he's twenty two. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. I think I think a more appropriate range if you're a contender is that you should he, it, whether you're trading away or trading for you got to value him in like the fifties. I think that's the spot. He is so otherworldly right now that that's the price that you're going to have to pay. Brandon Ingram is a top 30 to 25, I think, is in there. Clint Capella, I think, is a little bit further down. But um, talk about this next guy, because this is a fascinating one as far as his dynasty value, because I feel like I don't know how he gets traded in dynasty because I don't feel like anybody's going to be able to come to terms with the value. With Fred Van Vliet? No. Is that the guy we're talking about? That is not the next guy. Uh, the I'm guy sorry. after Clint Capella. Oh, Holmes. Okay. Yes. Well, we already talked about Holmes, so I wasn't sure. Oh, well, not, di- not in Dynasty, though. Really? No, no, we didn't. But he ranks 19 overall or 22, I think the Welsh said after last night. Um, and it's really his breakout year, uh, averaging over a steal and almost a block and a half a game, 13 points, eight and a half boards, uh, decent percentages, too, 66% from the field and 81% from the line. The only thing he doesn't do is shoot threes. So, where do you think he should be valued? He's 26 years old. Where do you think the like? You can just give me a number, but that's the range, and it, I'm not going to hold you to 65. Okay, I think he's around the 75 range, and okay. 
he is 87 on Best Ball Monsters overall. So that's it. And this was updated um, about a week ago. So I can see that. Look, it's, you know, it, it's it's one half season of a uh, of incredible production for him yeah. in, in a career of getting, you know, mired behind better players. So it's uh, maybe it's hard to buy specifically now with this injury. So. Um, I, I kind of understand where they have him ranked down a little bit lower. I'm not, uh, I don't think I would complain about that rank. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, like I'm, I'm actually more using this as not even like we're going to complain or, or be positive on the yeah, ranks. Yeah, yeah. It's more like you, you and I kind of talk about what our valuation is comparatively where the market is. So what you've now created is we've created this range between 85 and 65 is the, the spot where home should be considered as far as like a dynasty goes. So what's this next? Is this just a next tier of post top 25 producers? Is this what, like 50 to 26? Yeah, yeah, this is uh, one through 25 are the first guys. And then, you know, uh, 26 through 50 here. And those three guys are Ubre, Bertans and Brown. Uh, You You know know what? Bertans just coming back, but Ubre's raised that stock and Brown really has. Well, that is, see, that's what like, I feel like Brown and Ubre in a dynasty are in the top 50. I don't have a good feel for Bertan. So let me look here real quick. Um where do you where do you value Ubre? Uh, uh Ubre, uh, probably around 60. Yeah, I value him about like in the 50 range. He's 57 for them. Okay. I think Jalen should be the highest. Yeah, and, I think he's probably like a 45. Okay, I have him like probably around the 40. He's 49 on here. Okay. Which I think that's an appropriate range. Bertans I'm the worst with, and I've got a bad gauge on. I don't view him as a top 100, but what about you? Yeah, a low, like uh, 75. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. You're really high on him then. I'm really high on him? I don't view him as a top 75 dynasty option right now. Yeah, I, I, yeah he's 75. I 123. He's 123? All yeah. right. that That's too low to me. I think he could be... Uh, I think you get traded to contender and be just as good. I I'm mean, looking... Ranks 41 right now. So. 100... Is his rank for contending teams? Okay. And rebuild. Let's see. Who's what? 75 just uh, on that list? Okay, hold on. I want to look under rebuild real quick because I'm here. Where okay. is it? He doesn't show up on rebuild in there. Okay, so wh- which uh, list do you want me to look overall. at? Overall. Overall? Uh, yeah. All right, go back to overall. 75 is uh, Julius Randle. Uh, okay. Yeah. I'd rather have I mean, Bertans or Randall. Julius Randall guy. So, yeah. uh, what, what about who's 76? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Terry Rozier. Okay. Uh, Rozier. Okay. Yeah. I'd probably take Rozier over Bertans. Yeah. So, I mean, and guys I'm, below top 75 are like Aaron Gordon is in there. Rashawn Holmes, who we talked about. There's the Clay Thompson's of the world. I think that's why it shows like he's not inside. Yeah. That maybe top I was 100. a little, maybe I was a little high. Maybe he's more like 90, but I don't know if I'd put him post 100. So okay. he, cause he's been good and he's young ish. So, um, the, the rest, the, the rest of these guys, the, uh, you know, 51 through 75 here, we've got Fournier, Barton, Nerlens Noel, Marcus Morris, Devonte Graham, Bielitsa, Burks and Powell. And, and it's funny cause I think the bottom of this list has raised their stock more than the top of this list. I feel like give me uh, two guys who've actually raised their stock in your brain. But Besi- well, Devonte Graham is absolutely number one. Graham's on an easy list. one, so let's take him off the list. I, I well, would I want to see where he. Where do you think he is overall um, on their list? Because I want to say he's going to be inside 60? the top sixty. Yeah, I was, was going to say sixty. Okay, right. I'm good with you on sixty. He is sixty-seven. Um, 67? So yeah, okay. right in the range above Jared I mean, Allen, above Lamarcus. 
7.7 assists a game is just dominating a stat. I mean, yeah, it comes with uh, 37.8%, but we, we've seen young guys move up their percentage from one year to the next. I just I mean, about, it's what Doncic did. And so. you know what? I need to look in a rebuild because I feel like in a rebuild, like I would hate to pay the price where, but like I would almost view him as like a top 50 in rebuild top. Yeah, dude, they have been 39 in a rebuild. I'd hate right. to pay that price, but that's like, if you can understand that he in a rebuild, he could be a top 40 guy. You'd be more comfortable paying the top 60 price tag. Um, you know, cause someone that's contending, you know, might need a bigger piece, an older piece that you could trade. Um, Oh, I don't know. You know, contending. Let's just say a Demar Derozan for argument's What's sake. What's Mitchell Robinson that. on that rebuilding list? Yeah, <laughs> you're like, what's that? Uh-huh. That's Mitchell. Uh, let's see. He is. What do you think he is? Thirty. Ooh, thirty-one. Thirty-one. Yeah, okay. Very good. Uh, that makes sense. I mean, I mean, like I was saying before. Um, you know, I think Graham is the obvious one, but I think the the lower guys here. I think we've seen flashes from Fournier, Barton, Noel. And Marcus Morris. So yeah. I don't think them value, you know, that their current value is going to match their market price. I don't think anyone's paying a top 60 player for Will Barton. You know, I don't think no. anyone's paying a top 70 player for Nerlens Noel. I do think that Bielitsa, Alec Burks, and Norman Powell have all raised their stock. I, if I had to pick two of those, it'd be Bielitsa and Powell. I, I like Burks, but they're going to, you know, the Warriors are going to have a bunch of guys come back next year. So I don't know where he's going to be on the totem pole, but Bielitsa has uh, fought through injuries in that front court, and he's been by far their best producer in Sacramento. Um, you know, he, he has stats that are obtainable, which is what I don't like so much about a, a guy like him, and I probably value him less than other people do because, you know, he has good percentages. He shoots threes. He gets boards. Uh, one steal a game, which is nice. He doesn't turn the ball over. So he's kind of like a guy that just doesn't hurt you. Norman Powell knocks down triples, kind of the same deal, um, just on a little bit of a lower level than Bielitsa. Yeah. So, uh, but, but I like both those guys, and I think I would take them over maybe everyone but Noel that's listed above them. Well, not Graham, because you took him off. Well, yeah, well, I mean, Graham is obvious. I'm taking Graham out of the conversation. Okay, gotcha. Like, gotcha, he's gotcha. he's by far the highest ranked at any of these guys. Okay, so, I gotcha. Um, and then the bottom list here it, uh, is filled with, uh, I mean, I'm not a Parker guy. I know you like Parker. Yeah, and but, I mean, I'm not, like. Okay. You're, you're okay. That, I mean, a dynasty, I mean, like, I just don't like at this point, you know, if you're a contending team, he might be a piece you're interested. He just doesn't hold weight. That's don't that's, put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. That's what I hear from you when you say that. He's you're like, like not a top 150. He's just not a top 150 guy. That's yeah, okay. Uh, Carmelo has ranked high, but obviously in a dynasty, we're not messing with him. Uh, OG Nunaboy, I like him. Uh, Duncan Robinson has, I just didn't believe in it. And he just keeps doing it. Three yeah. threes a game. Uh, you know, he doesn't do a lot outside of that. I mean, three threes a game is nine points and he's averaging 11.8, uh, one assist, half a steal. Um, I got a question percentages. for you. Go ahead. Parker, and I didn't mean to interrupt you, Parker, Anthony, Anobi, Robinson, Chris Dunn, and Luke Kennard, who do you think is the highest in the overall dynasty rank for Basketball Monster? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I didn't know if you'd get that. 93. OG is 103. So those guys right on. Yeah, I figured OG would be closest, too. So I'd like Chris Dunn. I just don't, you know, you're only getting steals from Chris Dunn. I wish he could uh, play a little bit better to earn himself some more playing time. 
to increase the numbers around these because if he could get up to you know 12 points, five assists, and two steals um, and improve that field goal percentage a little bit, he would be a much more attractive option. I just you know we've seen him for a while. I just don't know if it's if it's going to happen. So yeah, that's a good but, that's a good list. Those are a good yeah. list of like adjusted values like not all of them I mean I think what we walk away with is I think the expectation of guys like Ingram are there Jalen Brown we understand people might not have their heads wrapped around Rashawn Rashawn Holmes like current production versus where Dynasty maybe doesn't match up but Hassan Whiteside is probably the biggest variation like that is between how he's producing and redraft compared to where his overall dynasty value is. There's such a wide gap that he's probably only tradable in truly in a contender versus rebuild type of a trade. Otherwise, Whiteside is getting that, you know, like when you looked at him last year and you knew Spolstra was frustrated with him and his effort, you know, like, God, if this guy just got more minutes, he'd be great. He's getting those minutes now. It's what we want for Mitchell Robinson next year, too. So, uh, you know, fingers crossed that that'll happen. You know, it'd be a fascinating trade. Would be in Dynasty trading. Would you trade Mitchell Robinson for Hassan Whiteside? If, if I was contending? competing, I would do it. Yeah, in a heartbeat in Dynasty. You yeah. wouldn't even think about. I mean, rebuild I value of top thirty. If I think that that's the move that gets me money, I would do it. Okay. I love Mitchell Robinson too, but you know what I like more than Mitchell Robinson? Cash, cream in my hand. Cash rules everything around me. Cream, get the money. Dollar dollar bills, y'all. <laughs> uh, you guys got some questions. Few of them, not many, uh, but we'll go answer them. It's ITL ball back time. ITL. I seem to be dropping all your mail. No! I guess I'm a clumsy mailman. The guy had the ball. You're a bad mailman. ITLBallBag at gmail.com. That is where you can send the emails. Uh, you apparently have forgotten. But maybe they're all just <laughs> going away. Maybe they don't want. Mailbag podcast, Bogman. Maybe that's why. Uh, yeah, I mean, that that could be it. So uh, just please, guys, we, we usually record this either Wednesday morning or Thursday morning. If you could just get a, you know, a question, a subject, whatever it is, fire it over to itlballbag at gmail.com. Uh, so we can talk about it on the show, so we can keep uh, doing this segment here. Hey, guys, I've been listening for a few years now and still love all the content. I'm in a 14-team head-to-head league, and I'm sitting pretty in first place. Nice. Who would you consider playoff stashes that aren't rostered in bigger team leagues like mine that could win a league? I'm punting turnovers. I am holding Pat with Mitch Rob. Got lucky with, with Rashawn Holmes early. I'm stashing Jackson Hayes and, and just dropped Luke Kennard for Steph Curry based on his recent update, is holding Curry smart, and he gives us his his uh, team here, which is a really good roster. Uh, thanks for the great pod, guys. Jed D. So do you have anyone off the top of your head? I really don't have a great playoff stash. I think Jackson Hayes is probably a really good one, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like we, really we kind of talked about this just a little bit recently, but we kind of are waiting to see the flux of trades and how it flushes stuff out. Like Jared Culver is continuously looking better. That might be somebody who now is maybe a path for more time. And what if they make more trades? You know, that could be one of those guys. And, you know, the the rest of, you know, what teams are going to move off players? Where is value going to be adjusted? Does, um, I mean, we like Jackson Hayes as the Pelicans potentially could move other pieces. You know, we would like, you know, Alonzo Ball even more if Drew Holiday wasn't there. 
I think at this stage, you can always just kind of look at some of the rookies who haven't been given the big playing time. Maybe the better way to put it is put a focus on teams that are kind of out of contention. And, uh, I mean, I guess I suppose we could do that. Maybe maybe if Hachimura uh, comes back from this weird injury that they haven't, you know, the, it's tough to own Wizards right now because they're not good. Uh, shutdowns seem eminent. But if Hachimura comes back off of this injury, um, that they said was going to be five games and has now been like 10 or 12 games or whatever it is. Uh, I think he could be a decent one down the stretch because just get him experience, right? Yeah. I mean, um, like Seku, I don't even know if that's the right person at this yeah, point because he's just blowing up. One. He's blowing up right now. But if Drummond were to be traded, that's even more. Um, right. Those type of guys. I just want to see but the trade But it's tough to know it without the rumors, right? Like, yeah. um, you know, it's it's really tough to know without the rumors. And the big rumor, like you mentioned, is Cleveland with Kevin Love. And we know there it's just going to be Larry Nance and Tristan Thompson. Larry Nance so. might be one of those guys. What? Let's, for a minute, we just completely curtailed what might be a bigger discussion. Do you think it's worth picking up Steph Curry right now? He's going to be reevaluated on February 1st. That is the conversation that's happening. Um I mean, if it's- I wasn't buying into this two days ago, I've heard more about it recently. So I guess I, I gotta, yeah, yeah, I, I I gotta say that it would be just. Did you drop Canard for him? Yeah, I would, and I like Canard. But if you can hold on to to Curry and potentially get him the beginning of next month, you know, I mean, I would take three weeks of holding on to no production to get Curry on the back end of the year, then I would take Luke Kennard for the rest of the year. So Yeah, I think I'm um, with that. So I think he made the right move, and obviously he's been making all of the right moves based on the team. So I think you're in a good spot, bud. Hey, guys, I'm in a 14-team Roto League uh, and have some questions. I have both DeAndre Hunter and Donnell House. Hunter gets a lot of minutes but doesn't do much with them, so I don't see much upside. I've recently, I think I dropped Hunter in our our long-term keeper league, the Welsh, uh, my home league. Uh, and people should yeah. remember, it's not like a dynasty. We keep like, what do we keep now? Is, is this well, a last we're year? Adding where we're another every year until we get to 10. We're going to be keeping nine after this. Okay, I, I couldn't remember, like, are we almost there? So yeah. Yeah, it's getting closer to dynasty. But, I mean, that maybe that also tells you the value of where Hunter is going and, like, what's worth holding on to at this point. House has been pretty bad lately and might lose minutes to Eric Gordon. Would you move on from either of these guys for the likes of Bruce? Brown or Tyler Hero or uh, other waiver thotter, uh, fodder. Is there uh, any reason to think either of them gets better? Thanks. Best uh, team discovery channel. I I pulled the trigger on that immediately. Yeah, right? I would too. I think there's yeah. reason. I personally believe there's still reason that DeAndre Hunter can get better. I believe in him longer term, but for the rest of this year, I don't know, but it doesn't matter. You're saying Hero and Brown are both available. Yeah, go pick them up over those two losers. Absolutely. Yeah, I think Harrell might have got hurt last night. So, um, yeah, but he's double Let's see. He's not going to play. Yes, she said he hurt his knee in practice on Tuesday. That's But it's looks like it's a. Uh, Okay. Pretty insignificant. Yeah. So yeah. I just wanted to make sure before we give out our advice. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I would drop those guys are both droppable. There's no reason to keep Danelle House or Hunter until they go on a run, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Is it? Is that your Russian voice? No, it's that just wasn't trying to be Russian. No, just a voice that uh, wasn't <laughs> trying to get attention for, it, but I did. So. <laughs> 
Uh, hi, gents. After my last email, a couple guys in my league made some strange moves and dropped Zion and Kyrie. That was before any news of either returning, so instantly I grabbed them both. Kyrie returned last night and had a solid stat line, so this must have been Friday that he sent us to Zion. Uh, has been said to return this week. week. What's your thoughts on their futures, their fitness, and production rest of season? Well, guess Mark. what, Mark? We already talked about all of them earlier, so we answered it's your It's a good question. thing. Because Mark has another email later. So oh. Ma- Mark, I think, sent four emails. Like we, we try to do one per person uh, per show. So uh, thank you for I, trying I, to be the best person on the planet to give us lots of emails. But yeah, we is. really uh, want. He one literally said that in one of them. He's like, "I'm trying to fill this ball bag myself." You're a good so, man. Yeah, you are a good man, Mark. We love you. Uh, Twenty team nine cat roto. My team is needing overall counting stats, and I can afford a loss in turnovers. I just completed a trade of SGA and Miles Turner for De'Aaron Fox and JJJ. Appreciated the SGA 2020-10 triple-double uh, parting gifts, but yeah. hoping that he doesn't uh, turn into buyer's remorse. Fox is 30-10-8 near triple-double. Obviously helped me help make this a little easier. I guess you can uh, put this as a rest-of-the-season outlook. SGA or Fox and Turner or JJJ. I mean, you won uh, the trade yep. on both sides, dude. SGA is – he's fun. He is uh, he is the bomb, and you really got to love the value. He's the bomb.com. He is. And you got to love the value overall, but, like, I'm still going to edge this to De'Aaron Fox for a rest of season outlook. And if you wanted to, okay, you know what? Scratch that for a minute. Even if you want to say SGA edges Fox, it's not going to be by a large margin, but let's give SGA the win over Fox. JJJ over Miles Turner is such a win. In, okay. in your direction, now, I on. like the Fox JJJ spot. I, I I'm with you. I don't, still think that JJJ is the better value than Miles Turner. But Sabonis is dragging around this knee injury. Yeah. It seems I like heard it's gonna Dan is him. trying to say he's going to be out and he's going to be worthless and he's yeah. A garbage piece well, I don't of know that he's saying he's going to be worthless, but I think it's going to be something that he drags around and he misses a game here, misses a game there, and Turner's already turned it on a little bit this month. So I think Turner is gaining in value. And let's not forget, Turner was a second-round pick last year, dropped to the third this year. So there's still meat on the bone there. So uh, I, 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 I'm I with you. I just have to defend my Texas guy just a little bit. Sure. So. I think he did fine. I think he, he did, it was a good move. Um, you know what? Go send that to Jonas if you want to feel better about yourself. He'll be like, you could have <laughs> traded SGA and Turner for JJJ, and it would have been a good trade. Oh, he's an SGA stand, so I don't SGA know. SGA is awesome. Like and a dynasty. Uh, he oh, is. Ooh, in a dynasty? What would you think about that trade? I still go JJJ and Fox, though. Ooh. Yeah, I think I would, too. I think I still would. Yeah. Uh, but it's closer. Uh, last one here. Uh, guess who this is from? Uh, hey, boys, me again. Thought I'd keep you busy. I've now completed my uh, two for two, uh, two, two for one trades, I guess, and have uh, open roster spots. I'm looking at my wire, and these injured guys are staring at me. I completely, my, nothing has shut you down more than two two for one trades. <laughs> two, well, it's the dash. I was like, yeah. because I see it, I see the dash, and I see two and two, like a record. I'm like my two and two. two it would have probably two. been good if he spelled out two the first time. So now completed my spelled out two two for one trades. But right, I appreciated um, that it shut you down. It no, it, I totally tripped on it. If that was a tripwire, the bomb would go off. I'd be dead. Uh, and here's what he's got on the wire as far as injured players: Mike Conley, Wendell Carter Jr., Otto Porter, Rashawn Holmes, oh uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich, and Justice Winslow. 
I'm currently joint uh, first in my 12-team nine-cat non-keeper league and can't afford to hold an injured guy even for a couple weeks. My stats are pretty solid, so adding any if uh, of them would be a plus. Get Who would right you now. be inclined to grab? Yeah, Thanks. go get Holmes. Say again? Thanks, Jordy? Is that George Jordy? Yeah, it's, it looks like he says Jordy Mark Lancaster from, from Newcastle. Newcastle. Wow, Mark Lancaster from Newcastle, England. What a combination of a oh, name. That. I'm sorry. Yeah, I jumped over you. I, I just meant like Holmes is the clear pickup here. Yeah, I think so, okay. too. Like, I should know I if like, you thought differently. I like Wendell Carter Jr. a lot, too, but Rashawn Holmes is the best player by a landslide. And, you know, Mike Conley is really good, too, but I just don't trust Mike Conley to come back with this uh, – weird hamstring injury. So if I'm picking somebody else, if I'm picking somebody up, especially when he said uh, an injured guy, even for a couple weeks, and that's kind of the exact timeline we're looking at for Holmes to be reevaluated. I think it's uh, easy. Rashawn Holmes yeah. in this one. Yeah. I think it's a very, very easy one. Good job. Mark Lancaster from Newcastle, England. That's fun. All right, there you go. That's it. That's all the other questions. We're able to burn through those pretty, pretty quick. Coming up next week, we've got more real big three. Any uh, notes? Is everything good? Any time notes? Or is it all normal with you, the Jonas, and the Dan? I think it's all normal for next week. So, um, you know, unless one of their kids makes them sick again, you know, it you happens, guys, yeah. you you, uh, you breeders and your children all getting you sick all the time. That does so, happen. Aren't you sick right now? I mean, you're powering through, obviously, because I think, I think when you're a parent, you just live – through until your kid is probably like 10 it seems you just live through being sick three months out of the year right yeah pretty much i mean you just you live in constant pain and suffering and sickness and stuff like that <laughs> i i just got done being sick and then my kid had like a stomach bug and then i caught it for like a day or two but it's kind of passed and it, it wasn't anything serious that i mean it knocked me down for a day but it didn't you know i still went to work and did all the stuff and did podcasting but i'm over it i'm not you know blowing it out any ends of mouth or other places or anything like that so i know it's a sickness right? thanks for going into depth uh into detail it's just what happens all right uh, if you guys want come and check us out over on patreon.com slash itl army you can have fun over in the group me rooms. We've got uh, sometimes we're doing live video stuff. Sometimes we're doing live chats. You can ask basketball questions there. If you like other fantasy stuff, there are things abound. But uh, patreon.com slash ITL Army is the place to support your boys in this league. We'll be back again next week. We've got the real uh, the real big three. We've got uh, BNTW. Those are the pods for next week. We've always got hardwood takeaways on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And um, if you don't already, over on Sports Grid, a.k.a. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, our radio show, it's three hours, and basketball does get covered, especially when there's some bigger topics. So feel free to come and check us out there. On I don't Twitter, think it's very nice of you to call. Uh, I don't think it's very nice of you to call Zion Williamson a, a bigger uh, thing. What did you just call him? Uh, a bigger topic? Come I literally on. didn't even mention Zion Williamson. Big, well, you said bigger topic, and I just uh, maybe it's my head. Yes, just went to bigger because yeah. he's fat. Uh, yeah, I mean, I literally didn't say his name at all, and I just said uh, bigger topic. And I you... don't think it's fair that you pointed out <laughs> Zion Williams specifically as a bigger man. I, I just, I, I think it's a low blow. The Welsh, I can't believe you did it. Yeah, well, well here we'll talk about it on the radio show. We'll talk about <laughs> how you have Zion Williamson on the brain. <laughs> uh, it's something going on. All right. We're out of here on Twitter. Is it the Wells Bogman Sports? Peace all. Soil. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.